Hello, hello, everyone. I am uploading this podcast a little bit later than I normally do. I try to do one episode per week, but I just lost my voice this weekend and it was horrible. I actually never realized how important it is to have my voice until I have to make podcast episodes every single week and I just could not talk. Well, I could talk, but if I had, you would have not been able to get through the entire episode because. I just sounded really bad, and it's not even because I was sick. I was like screaming in the club way too loud, and it was really fun, but I had to pay for it the next day. Okay, so before we get into this podcast, if you didn't hear my last episode, I'm going to be doing High Low Buffalo every single episode. And if you don't know what High Low Buffalo is, it's basically high, good thing that happened last week, low, bad thing that happened last week. And Buffalo is something weird. I'm just going to do this just to get it going. So you guys are updated with my past weeks. That sounds very narcissistic. So for high, my weekends have been so good recently. I had a Galentine's with my roommates, which was so fun. We spent the entire day going to All You Can Eat Sushi, which was delicious at Akino, which is, I think, the best All You Can Eat Sushi in New York. And for their lunch menu, it's only $25. But honestly, I think their dinner menu is way more worth it because even though it's $50, which is way more expensive, you get sashimi for the All You Can Eat and you have way more rolls but then for their lunch menu there are only four rolls and no sashimi anyways next time i go back i will definitely be only ordering the dinner menu and then afterwards we went grocery shopping at the asian grocery store and i know this sounds super like adulty of me but i love going to grocery stores especially asian grocery stores because it reminds me a lot about home And afterwards, we made sugar cookies shaped in hearts because of Valentine's Day. And we used different colored icing to decorate it, which was really fun. I've never made uh, sugar cookies before, so it was a fun experience. And then we also watched a rom-com, which really didn't end up being a rom-com. It was spectacular now with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. It was really good. I cried. I cried for every single movie, so it wasn't even a surprise. And... Yeah, it was just really good. There were some, like, cute parts in it, but it really wasn't a rom-com. But yeah, and then also this past weekend, I mean, I had so much fun that my voice is gone. But we have friends visiting. We went to a bar. We went to a party. Everyone was the perfect level of drunk. Like, you want to get to the point where you're not yakking and you don't feel, like, terrible. And I feel like everyone was having a good time. And then we played frisbee yesterday and i'm so sore from that but it was really fun it's my first time playing and we ate good food went to brooklyn i lost my voice last night again almost that's why i sound not as great because we went to karaoke and i still sang my heart out for low a little bit of context right so in one of my past heart hearts episode i said that if i ever download a dating app and I actually use it to date somebody, that is a sign that I have hit my low. And ladies and gentlemen, I downloaded it this week and my friends helped me set it up. It was just really weird. It's not that it's a low, but it is low. But I'm only really doing it for content. (laughs) 
and I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I feel like I could just go on some dates, talk about it in a podcast episode, and you guys get to benefit completely from the content, and you don't even have to go through the suffering if I, you know, experience some weird, horrible date. You don't have to go through that. You get a really good story out of it. And the worst thing that can happen is I get free food. So that's my mentality for that. And then for my buffalo, I've been having really weird sleep patterns recently. I haven't been getting good sleep. And this one night, I actually had the weirdest dream ever. I had a friend visit my apartment and stay over in my dream. And my apartment, if you guys... I don't even know if I've ever explained what my apartment is like and what it looks like but it is really small and it fits three people perfectly but if you add more people add more things to it it just gets really cramped and claustrophobic and in my dream my friend who visited me decked out the entire apartment in christmas decorations as a thank you for letting her stay over And it was just so overwhelming seeing that. And I guess that was her last day of her staying. So she ended up saying bye. And then as soon as she left, an entire film crew came into my apartment because I guess I invited them to my apartment. And they started filming different scenes in different parts of my apartment. And then during the filming, two sets of families came into the apartment, like six people each, I think. And they're like, hi, like... We saw your listing on Airbnb and we booked it and we're here to stay. And I was like, what the heck? Like, apparently in my dream, I had an Airbnb listing for my apartment and I don't have that in real life. But they came in and I was really confused because I was like, I didn't see the notification that you guys wanted to stay. And there's like six of you, but I think the max on my listing is like three people. And I was just like so confused and disoriented and i was like okay well if you guys want to stay here like you will have to sleep in the common areas you're not allowed in our bedrooms and you're just gonna have to share this one mattress and the family's like yeah it's fine but it was like so weird and chaotic and it just felt so realistic that when i woke up i was just like what just happened so and now on to the topic of this podcast rebranding and question mark changing my name um no i don't think i'm changing my name not officially in documents this will make a lot more sense but i've actually filmed this week's podcast episode i think five times already i did different topics in the beginning recorded the same topics over and over and there's just it just didn't fit well so hopefully this is the best one out of the five and I can just finally post it. The topic of this podcast came up when I was having a conversation with my roommate, Mikey. And I was just telling her how I've always wanted to be a babe girl. A babe girl in my, this is like a term I literally just came up with, but it's somebody who just naturally and casually uses, oh my God, why is that fire truck so loud? who naturally and casually uses the word babe. So I've experienced this in like coffee shops where people will be like, oh, what do you want to get, babe? And it's just like so attractive to me. I love it. But I know that if I ever use that phrase or the word babe on somebody I know, they'd look at me so weird. And especially my friends who know me as not somebody who uses that word. But I've always wanted to use it, and I feel like there's a certain type of person 
or people that do use that type of word. This other thing that came up in the same conversation was how, like, oftentimes the way that people perceive us is not exactly the most accurate. Not accurate, like it's completely off, but like it's not very well representative because we're so complex as people. And when people perceive us, it's usually very one dimensional. And for me, I'm usually seen as someone who's like wholesome, like cute. And it's really hard for me to get out of that perception when people meet me and try to like show other sides of me because that's how generally they'll see me. And it's never like I'll get somebody who thinks I'm, you know, no one would ever use the word like beautiful or hot or like whatever to like describe me. It's 99.9% of the time cute. It's fine. Like, I don't have anything against that. It's just that it's, I don't want to be cute all the time. And I don't feel like I'm cute all the time, right? That's not like the vibe I'm going for all the time. This whole like idea of boxing somebody into one type of personality is called typecasting. And it's a formal term that's used in film and TV, which is when an actor plays a specific type of role. Over and over, so a specific character, and they embody that character several times. So then they become known for that kind of character. Like Jonah Hill, he's always doing characters that are funny, and he's always made fun of for his weight and things like that. And that's his typecast, and like so on and so forth. So most actors will have a typecast when they are playing one specific role over and over. But then you can apply this to real life because sometimes you're typecasted as a specific way, right? And again, like I said, I'm usually typecasted as cute, wholesome, innocent kind of girl. And like I said, I don't want to be typecasted that way all the time. So I was telling Mikey, like, well, maybe if I change my name, that would help because Annie, which I love the name, it's such a sweet, innocent name, which my family gave me, and I'm very appreciative of that. Even though they did give it to me and it's a great name, it is perfect for like the innocent look. Annie is such, well, at least to me, seems like a very innocent, wholesome name. There's other names that I could have that might help me give a different perception from the beginning. And I know that names aren't everything, but it does play a factor. So I was telling Mikey, like, I would love to be called like Kara or Archie or Nora. So when I said Kara, she was like, no, it's like too different from your original name. So I was thinking Nora because it's a part of my middle name. I don't know, like, Kara and Nora give me a very London, sleek girl vibe. And I really like Archie because it gives me a very, like, tomboy, cool girl kind of energy. And I was thinking it would be, like, awesome to have that name. Because then, like, personality-wise, like, okay, maybe they'll still think of me as, you know, innocent and wholesome, whatever. But at least my name doesn't just, like, put a bow on top of it. It's like a really weird thing because like I definitely could change my name anytime I want to. But I think the most suitable time to have like thought about this is if I had thought about it when I moved to New York. Because then when I came here, then I could have, you know, started making new friends and like I did. But then they'll only know me as a new identity. So I would be rebranded and no one would really know about my past. But then... 
I was thinking, like, it would be really weird if my f- old friend groups, like, from home came and visited me and then I merged friend groups. Like, that would be such an awkward, difficult situation to handle. Like, they see me as one type of way, but then my New York friends see me as, like, a rebranded version. And, yeah, I, I don't even want to get into that. So, like, that's... But that's, like, one of the considerations I was thinking of. Like, that would be just such a annoying thing to have to deal with. But now that I've moved here and it's been like seven, eight months, which is insane. Let me just say it's been so much time has passed and I didn't even feel like it's been that long. But I don't think I can rebrand anymore because everyone here that I've met so far knows me as Annie and making them call me by a different name or accept that I call people babe is just like I don't know but i've been trying i genuinely have been trying little by little like at least once a day like if i'm with somebody i will use babe and it's been pretty interesting because like no one has said anything but i've only used babe in front of strangers or people i've only barely know like they don't really know me well enough to know that babe is a weird phrase or word for me to use This whole conversation came up and I just kept thinking about it for some reason. And like, it seems like a really good idea. But then a bunch of questions came up and one of them being like, what will my friend groups think when they merge together? Some considerations, right? One, is it an insecurity thing? Like, am I just insecure about who I am as a person and I'm trying to just be somebody else? The second thing I was thinking about was, am I just trying to be in genuine fake like if i rebrand adopt a different name use certain phrases do things i normally wouldn't do am i being fake and then the last thing i was considering is what will my friends think (laughs) it's like i know i try really hard to like not care about what other people say or think about me but it is fucking hard especially when it's with people that i care about and are really close to me i really care about what they think about me so this would be very out of place out of pocket if i just you know rebranded and was in front of them and i wonder what they would think so yeah i'm just gonna walk through those three questions i think it's it's just pretty interesting i know a lot of people you know go through different phases and go through different changes in their life and this is very similar but like much more formal where you're physically changing like a name but anyways the first question is it an insecurity thing i don't think so (laughs) i thought about it a lot and i i genuinely like being known as a cute girl wholesome girl like it's not a bad thing and i've been that way or been perceived that way all my life. There are some moments where I'm like, oh, that's so annoying again. I'm not that wholesome. I'm not that innocent. But in general, I'm like very satisfied with that version of myself. I don't think it's an insecurity thing. And it's not just like changing like little personality things, but it's also like trying to be a better version of myself in a way because if i'm going to rebrand change my name and whatever i would like to be that version of myself that's like i would look up to it's more of the opposite where i love myself enough to want to be a better version of myself and i know i can be and i know that people will benefit from me being a better 
version of myself and more confident in that version of myself. I experienced this and it was just really weird. When I first came to New York, I visited for a month and I was just here for vacation. I didn't even know what New York was like. It was a, it was a huge shock for me. And I didn't even think about moving here at all when I first came. But I went through a month of living here pretty much and it legit changed me. And it sounds so cheesy and cringy, but like I came out a different person than when I came in because I was, I remember the first few days I was really just insecure. I didn't want to socialize. I didn't want to like drink. I didn't want to party. I was just like so closed off. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what did I do? I like, I booked a one month stay here in New York and like, this is not my vibe. But then something happened where I just started opening myself up to the experiences and I tried things I would never ever tried like I started drinking for the first time I used cuss words for the first time I know this sounds so <laughs> interesting and weird and I just felt so good like I like feel like I peaked almost during that month I just felt so good in my own skin like I didn't care what other people thought about me I just felt really good doing whatever I was doing and when I left New York, I was really nervous because I was like, what will my home friends think of me? Like, I feel very different in my own skin. I don't know what people will think about it. And they'll, will they be like, what the heck's wrong with her? Like, what, what happened to her? Like, who is she trying to be? I don't know. It, it, I really don't think it's an insecurity thing. The other question that I wanted to address is, is this me being ingenuine and fake? Ugh, I don't think so because... <laughs> I literally feel so good. Like, I know, I mean, everyone knows when they're forcing a different personality, right? And it's just very awkward. But when I was in New York and I, you know, became that person, I've, it literally felt so good. I didn't feel like I was forcing anything. I felt I was forcing a lot of things down when I was in home, which is why when I came to New York, it was it felt amazing to just kind of let it go and like push parts of myself down. I remember in elementary school, I really, I really embodied that stereotype of the innocent girl. And I would always like pretend I didn't know like dirty things or I wouldn't want to talk about dirty things. I would never cuss, like I said. I would always be so nice to everyone. Anytime I like, I felt annoyed about anybody, I would push that shit down. I would never show that side of me. And I was just like, like cutesy like you know very innocent little girl that everyone likes and that will never cause trouble and blah 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 and I feel like because I did that not only did I lose a lot of myself I became a lot more insecure because I was innately just telling myself that those parts of me are not worthy of showing or not good to show and I was like almost punishing myself for showing those things and I was hiding it and it's really unhealthy to do that. Eventually, you lose yourself or you just kind of go a little bit insane. And then I think when I grew up, I started caring less and less about what other people thought of me. And I slowly but surely became more of myself and accepted all those parts and let those parts come out. You know, middle school was really awkward. Like, that was when I was really pushing a lot of things down, trying to be really cool. And I think everyone does that in middle school, and it feels really awkward because you're doing that. So that's how I know it's ingenuine and fake, because I've done it before. But this is different. This is, like, 
who I know I should be and who I am. I just haven't let it out. And again, I just don't know what people will think. But it sucks that it is likely that people won't take it well or like be very awkward about it. Usually it's just because, you know, change is not something that people generally like. It's very complex. As humans, we like having a rule book and knowing what's coming next. But then when you have change or things, you know, changing constantly and being very unstable, like a lot of people just become really defensive and really judgmental of it. So that's why I'm really concerned about, you know, what will my friends think about this? Like, I'm pretty sure they'll be pretty judgmental or like, even if they don't say it straight to my face in their heads, they're gonna be like, you know, who are you trying to be? Like, that's not you. I like I've known you all my life. And now you're this. It doesn't make sense to me for everyone to expect other people to stay the same all their life. When you go through so many different things in your life, how can you expect to stay the same person? When you go into a new experience or an environment, you have maybe certain expectations or you have no expectations because you don't know what you don't know. And then when you go through that experience, you can't come out of that experience the same person. This is, a, I mean, a little bit different what I'm talking about with rebranding and changing my name. It's a little bit different because it's going to be a lot more obvious and sudden. And it's not going to be as gradual as like maybe going through some kind of hardship, a breakup, and you're like changing over time, right? And it's much more subtle. So it's easier for people to digest. I think we should accept it as good and kind of just understand where did it come from like yeah maybe somebody might say like it's not you but it it is still you it's just you after going through a completely different experience that just shaped you and now you understand and are more of yourself because of all of these experiences just to give an example of this like van gogh i love him he's one of my favorite artists so i know a lot about his life when he was growing up from the ages up to 30 years old he was somebody who just couldn't settle down on a job he was hopping between jobs couldn't figure out his passions and his family was really looking down on him as like the one family member that just really couldn't get their life together and was just always going to be lost and once he hit 30, he actually ended up in prison. I don't remember how he ended up there, but he did. And he had so much free time, he started doing art. And he, you know, failed and made so many pieces. But obviously, he is very successful. And he eventually found that passion of his. And it took him 30 freaking years. But everyone had this one perception of him in those 30 years but no one would have imagined that after 30 years he would be extremely successful and a completely different person and people regard him as like one of the most famous and talented artists in the world and this is an example of like change being for the better i'm sure that when he was going through this phase of understanding himself and figuring himself out a lot of people i'm assuming i don't know because i obviously wasn't there for it but from just hypotheses and just like observation and general human behaviors i'm pretty sure people are really judgmental of him his family's probably like what are you doing like why don't you have it figured out or like you want to do art what the heck are you thinking like he didn't even get famous when he was living like people didn't care for his work until he died i have a feeling that my friends will be a little bit confused but i'm hoping that maybe over time 
it just becomes a norm. They just have to go through this like one bump of understanding what I'm trying to be and like who I'm I've become. And if they love and care about me enough, then I'm sure that they will stay. And I know I won't be fake and genuine ingenuous ingenuous. Um, because I will be way happier in my own skin and as this rebranded version of myself. Also, just one last thing about like the Van Gogh thing. It's also super interesting that we only really praise change when we see it through and when we see it successful, right? No one probably cared for him when he was in jail making art that, you know, wasn't that great. And he was trying to be someone that maybe other people are like, oh, that's not who you are. Like, you've never made art. Like, you've done all these other jobs and nothing comes close to art but then all of a sudden when he once he becomes successful and he's created art that everyone loves and is unique and whatnot then we accept that change people are going to be very confused at first but once i feel much more closer to who i truly am and feel more like comfortable in my own skin and become that better version of myself people will see it through and be like hey like that's actually pretty cool that you did that. But yeah, anyways, I'm going to end on a fun fact because it kind of relates to this entire topic. But fun fact, every seven years, you actually physically change your body because every seven years, your cells renew. So you have completely new cells on your body. They've shed it off completely. They've renewed themselves. So you are technically, physically a different person. And I think that's pretty cool. And it just shows that naturally in with the laws of nature and whatever nature accepts and welcomes change and i think humans even though we find it really confusing complex and sometimes uncomfortable i think we should also do the same and accept it and just let people go on that journey and support them but yeah anyways i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and i hope it wasn't too convoluted confusing just all over the place because the other podcast episodes that i filmed were really hard for me to put together and make sense of don't forget to take care of yourself and your loved ones and tell them that you love them bye